the grade cricketer is a Twitter stream. It's about playing cricket at the grade level. It's a tough, mean, dirty, dirty business being a grade cricketer. A lot of cricketers, you know, that's all they know. They've mm. done it since they're 10 and they have a deep-seated fear of change. But the grade cricket is all about being the most alpha version of yourself as possible at all costs and at all times. I don't bat or bowl. I just feel the gully, count the number of dot balls in a row, sledge 15 yards, make me feel better about myself. Thanks, Thanks champ. champ. Oh, no, you called me champ. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Great Cricketer Podcast on today's show. Christmas is here and so is the Big Bash as forgettable cricket now happens every day. So we celebrate Tom Banton's bombs, yellow leaders hats, sand on the SCG, Glenn Maxwell batting bareback and Case Ahmad doing backflips in front of seven people in the Northern Territory. Boxing Day is of course around the corner and nothing is more certain than the death of cricket in Melbourne and Sydney. So we remember when Jackson Bird was picked in last test and essentially retired last summer. Chris Green is on the show to talk Big Bash, IPL, Circuits and Chop Kings, and there's all of your Christmas-related dreams and wishes in this week's Hashtag AskTGC. Thanks to Budgie Smuggler. Christmas is a few days away, and our friends at Budgie Smuggler have you covered. Smugglers, towels, bum bags, flap hats, bucket hats, socks, kids' rushies, underwear. When your mum or love interest asks, what do you want for Christmas? You go and tell her budgiesmuggler.com and to go nuts. Use the code CHAMP for free shipping. One website to sort out every member of your family this Christmas. My name is Ian Higgins, and I'm joined by Dave Bedwards to my left and Sam Perry to my right. Boys, everyone's getting called off for air pollution, smoke, haze, too hot, too cold, not hot enough. What's the what's the what's some of the weirdest ways you've been called off, or a weird way you've been called off, anyone? Uh, I've not really got a weird way of being called off per se. I've had weird mm. ways of missing games before, like I was selected uh, as 12th man in a third grade semi-final uh, in 2005. Mm-hmm. Uh, and instead of fulfilling those duties, I instead went to um, Blues and Roots in Byron Bay uh, with my friends and uh, saw Jack Johnson, REM, George Clinton, The Frames, yeah. G-Love and Special Sauce, right. for example. Oh. Um, Bright Eyes, Cake. What a lineup! Yeah. Uh, I then changed clubs. Met, <laughs> met Dave. Played first grade two years later. Um, and that club that I went to Never made finals, uh, so I had no problem going to subsequent Blues and Roots festivals mm. uh, in Easter. So basically, like that that moment was the beginning of the great cricketer. Correct. That <laughs> set from REM. That was definitely the peak of the Blues and Roots festival as well. That mid two thousands era. G Love and Special Source. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah. I mean, if I you can't. Are listening. I mean, personally, I remember you know breaking down on the M five, complete engine failure of my Toyota Camry, <laughs> and then um, actually arriving at the game two hours later and being told you've made that up and yeah. then being banished to bat number 11 um, by a captain who I won't name. Um, but back then, there weren't many... I mean, climate anxieties weren't quite a thing yet, were they? And, you know, natural disasters weren't, weren't happening every day like they are mm. now. Mm. It was just when blokes had weddings. I remember yeah. some... Um, we got a DM via mm. Facebook about a team that had to forfeit uh, a semi-final because the entire lineup was oh, away on right. a Bucks weekend. Yeah. So literally, every someone's just obviously scheduled a wedding, <laughs> you know, at the pointy end of the season yeah. and just the whole team's fucked off yeah. on a bucks I've seen the squad we are no danger of making finals mm. this yeah. this date is A-OK I went I did, the game didn't get called off but I went off the field once it was in England um, and a caravan was on fire next to the ground and this mm. horrific smoke went across so I can relate to the professional cricketers of course and I know what they're going through right now it's well tough. like Scott Morrison I've missed a game because I was on um, you know a vacation <laughs> with my family in Hawaii you know looking at Active volcanoes yeah. in the Big Island. Come back as soon as possible. As soon as possible. We, we did get a um, 
like a DM from Cameron Merchant, Scott who Morrison. Many people may know from Married at First Sight. Mm. Um, he let us. He, he plays first grade cricket at Manly. Quite a good player. Mm. Um, he DM'd good us. Good <laughs> Your words. She's um, <laughs> He DM'd us to let us know that uh, we've been mentioning Benson's Lane, uh, that you know notorious ground oh, yeah. out west in yeah. Sydney. Yeah. Uh, first grade ground's called Owen Earl. Yeah. And uh, he DM'd us to let us know that a number of the boys from Manly, the sort of affluent north side uh, beach suburb, mm. instead of driving to the ground on the freeway on Saturday, decided to instead go on Friday and camp there. Yeah. Uh, right. In tents. That is loose. Extremely loose, and uh, so they camped before. Grade cricket, and then they were called off for air pollution issues halfway <laughs> um, through the day. So, grade cricket's just an extremely normal game at the moment, yeah. and we're mm-hmm. happy to be here chronicling it. Well, in that message Cam sent, um, he, he said, like, oh, all the games are starting at 9 o'clock on the, on the weekend. Uh, one of my friends told me that there was a guy who he was batting overnight from the, from the first week, and he did not realize that it was a 9 a.m. start for week two. He <laughs> right. thought it was a 12 o'clock. Uh, midday show. Midday show. Turns up, he's timed out. <laughs> three hours earlier then gets a uh, get, gets a go on the second dig and yeah. he went he got a globe yeah <laughs> got a globe yeah, 150 yeah, yeah smashed him batted really yeah. well good luck to him he did really well alright um, well that's the wrap for the Big Bash uh, <laughs> the Big Bash is back um, any, any first impressions one week into the competition well, well a bit less than a week I, I feel like the teams are good and even yeah. This season, I feel like the wickets don't seem to be as shit mm-hmm. this year. Um, I feel like there's lots of runs and, you know, big bashes. Yeah, big so, bashes. So it's, you know, true yeah. to its name. Yeah. Um, spinners seem to be doing well. That's mm-hmm. good. Although just no one seems to be there. And now games are getting called off for smoke. So, mm. you know. Are you, are you happier when spinners are taking wickets as opposed to the pacemen? Yeah, it just pisses people off. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, because you just... Yeah, commentators still think like deep down in our like very deep reserves, we still think spinners should be destroyed. Yeah, you know, oh yeah, the they both so, slow. You should hit them exactly. Whack oh, em. Well, look, you know, I reckon they might line this bloke up. <laughs> yeah. Just get down the wicket. Yeah, that's right. Like a, like a some like a, a like a subcontinental or a, like a Lamashan will came will come on or yeah, you know, Case Ahmed or yeah. something. And and some commentator will always say like, oh, look, they'll probably target this bloke. <laughs> yeah, that bloke will end up with four for five. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but to me, and this is not an, an analysis at all, but just the uniforms seem brighter. Yeah, I did <laughs> notice that. I, I that is just that, yeah. me like suffering from like macular degeneration. Yeah. <laughs> it's or like, either or. Or like my son's like pressed the contrast button <laughs> and it's just fucking pumped it up to the max. Yeah. But it yeah. just feels brighter. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't I was know sit- what it is. I was sitting down last night watching uh, The Heat beat the Sixers, and I just, when I first turned it on, it was, um, I just missed Chris Lynn's innings, but Matt Renshaw was batting with Jimmy Pearson, mm. and I noticed Pearson's shirt was out, or so I thought, and I thought, well, this is interesting, because you know how, like, football players, soccer players, yeah. it was very traditional to always tuck your shirt in on the field, and they've just started to make Guernseys. Same with the rugby mm. that aren't tucked in anymore. They're tight. They look, yeah. they don't, they, they sort of, they flap out beyond the pants, yeah. um, but they're still tight, and like and sort of they hug the torso they, they hug the torso nicely mm. it turned out Pearson was wearing uh, like the sleeveless sweater like a vest over the top and the batsmen right. are still batters are still tucking their shirts I just wonder if that's right. a new evolution speaking of brighter mm. Guernseys is mm. it, you know we tackle the big issues here mm. on TGC mm. I can see this happening you know there's, there's a bling era coming in there's mm. all sorts of fashion stuff I can see shirts coming out soon isn't it funny the functionality of Guernseys like you look at like old rugby games where they're like like 90s and it's just loose and it's so easy for wearing a, a, yeah, you get three blokes just inside those jerseys <laughs> to just to like grab the jersey to tackle them yeah. whereas like cricket doesn't need the aerodynamics mm. of a slim fit tight shirt yeah fuck it looks good though especially yeah. on Stoinis mm. mm. 
That's what, what made Ponting's innings at the start of his career so good because he wore three-quarter sleeves for some fucking Oh, reason. yeah. 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 Why yeah. would you ever need three-quarter sleeves? Doesn't make any sense. Let us know. Josh Phillip, he's doing it. He's a good player. Good little player. He likes to wear... I don't know what he's doing with his shirt there. I don't know. <laughs> this is what I'm thinking of. The, that's what the Big Bash does. It, yeah. it helps you focus on the minutiae. Yeah. yeah. One thing I noticed, they, the, the, uh, the, that Sixers-Hurricanes um, game, they played in Darwin. Yeah, played right. the game in Darwin. Never seen less people at a professional sporting event ever. <laughs> ever. Ever. <laughs> I, I want to know why. Did you? Did you? Not, uh, I, I couldn't have just been me. There would have been literally twenty-eight people there. Yeah. Why? Which is fine. Like, but it's just I don't understand why taking it to a regional place when there's clearly no interest in the cricket. I think it's nice, you know, we represent the grade cricket sphere. I mean, it would remind me if I was a professional <laughs> yeah. player of yeah. playing grade cricket in front yeah. of twenty-eight blokes. Yeah. And I think they've been going out to some other. Regional areas. They mm. went out to Country Victoria to yep. some place called Moi. Is yep. that how you say it? Moi. Mm. Mm. And last year, some of the locals stole some of the production kit. Nice ahead of the game, which really? is again a lot like Grey Creek because you turn yeah. up and there's fucking broken Smirnoff bottles in the stands, yeah, and yeah. someone's like spray painted on the white picket fence. There's always yeah. some kind of little disruption, mm. which I think we lack now in the professional yeah. environment. Yeah. Everything's so sanitized and corporatized. Yeah. It's just a reminder to the, to the players who are used to playing in front of 30, 40,000 yeah. BBL. Listen, this is where you could be if you yeah. don't hit runs. <laughs> exactly. It's a little round yeah. of that. Yeah. It's a pointed yeah, reminder. It's a bit harsh when they get the players to on Pirate Square leg though, I think. Mm. It is, It is, and it is helpful as we sit here in Surrey Hills in a studio just to pontificate over um, why regional Australia aren't participating in cricket as well. I think regional Australians do I think these like people should be that. you know privileged to be mm. able to watch you know second tier BBL games on mm. a weeknight. <laughs> it's like like Brisbane having a test match. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. You get what you're given. Yeah. Um, Jesus Christ, Tom Batten, wax him. Yeah. I was, I was having the, gr- the grace of his power is yeah. f- it's gorgeous. Mm. Muhammad Ali, like grace and power. Yeah. Yeah. I, I uh, was communicating with my father. Um, oh, yeah. Communicating normal, with your father. Yeah. <laughs> normal way to say it. Yeah. By that I mean I was texting him bef- uh, like yeah. just before texting that game. Texting dad. Before that inning started, I said, I oh, watched Tom Banton. He's quite good. And uh, he watched a ball or two and he just texted back, look at his grip, can't play through the offside. <laughs> <laughs> he hit 60 off 30 and he like reverse swept or reverse swept one like through square leg. Right. And then we started debating whether that was hit through the offside. I'm like, well, it wasn't a leg side. It's an offside shot. Yeah. Like, yeah, but that's not it's not an offside shot. Well, yes, it is. It's just a different way of doing it, Dad. Yeah. Anyway, we haven't spoken since. Christmas no. should be good. Mm. Um, you said earlier, like, teams are quite balanced, quite even. Stars look probably the strongest, though. Stars look good. Maxwell, captain, batting without a lid, batting without a cap. He does say he did that in the IPL a few years ago, and he's been doing it ever since. So it's it's jarring yeah. to see a batsman not have any sort of hat wear, head wear. Mm. It was a bit off the stars in its like first few years because its entire brand was about being like Galacticos. You yeah, know, it was yeah. like Eddie Maguire. It was about being, you know, they're still banging on about being alpha over the renegades who destroyed them in the final uh, or humiliated them, I suppose. Mm. And... But, but I like them this year because they're just a little bit more humble, you know. And, and like the old stars were kind of, it was all just about giving it a big whack, you know, that Darren Lehman, Brisbane Heat mm. style. There was right. no real like um, nuance or like tacti- tactic kind of uh, focus to the stars, or so it seemed. Mm. They just got the big players. But now they got humbled in that final. Maxwell's batting without a lid. Stoinis is funny. Now we understand Zampa's very funny. There's something a bit nicer, just a bit more grounded about the stars. So mm. I'm happy to get behind them. Mm. So they'll definitely win and they won't lose a game. You happy to stand I by that? I thought so, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what you said. Hey, so this year they're doing strategic timeouts in the yeah. Big Bash. That's a thing now. And they're also doing leaders hats for the um, 
for the leading run scorer mm. of the competition, leading wicket taker. We yeah. saw Callum Ferguson have that uh, after one game, and he said, "What, what was his quote, Pez? I, I feel like a bit of a knob wearing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah not my colour. Says not the my bloke color. wearing lime green. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a bit of a knob wearing it. Yeah. Exactly. Malmeninga used to say the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Not my yeah. colour. Yeah, you guys are pretty pumped for the strategic, strategic times out. It's really add some dyna- dynamism to the game. It is adding some, uh, certainly a dynamic element to the game. I mean, mm. it's strategic timeouts. To me, timeouts, there should be blokes in suits with clipboards yep. or at least a whiteboard with, you know, a pen and the X's and O's and shit moving it around. <laughs> Maybe it goes for like 30 seconds, yep. multi-camera angle within the huddle. Yep. There's none of that. I saw, and granted they didn't take it, but in, in last night's game, you know, Chris Lynn was bombing them and there was a timeout taken. And um, I just saw like Darren Lehman was just there, arms crossed. He was wearing a tracksuit, just fucking chewing a bit of gum. Just mates, just five blokes in tracksuits. There was mm. nothing. There was no strategy there. It was just oh, let's just. I don't know. They didn't call the timeout, mm. but they weren't really using that timeout. I felt to any strategic effect. I mm. felt that's mm. that's Lehman though, isn't it? Though? We'll watch you know, the Le- ball. Lehman's just you know, give him a whack, boys. You know, <laughs> rip, you know, give him a whack. Enjoy your cricket. See ball, hit ball. Yeah. Twenty eight seconds left. <laughs> Fill your own time. Rip the top off a tinny. Yeah. <laughs> Have a laugh. Kick back. Get naked. Yeah. You know? What's the deal with cricket? Like the whole idea of like big bash T20s. The whole idea of T20, T20. Fuck me, I can't talk. Is that like the speed of it? It's it's quick, it's entertaining. Why do you have to slow it down? Yeah. I'm trying to find ways to slow it down. I like how it's like a look. You've got the opportunity now to take a strategic timeout between <laughs> over seven to thirteen. Mm. If you don't take it, you're going to be enforced to do one because we need a ninety second ad break. Yeah, we need an ad yeah. break. Mm. It's ad. Just, it's basically a new way. ad package opportunity for <laughs> any brands and sponsors <laughs> affiliated with the BBL. Mm. The great cricket on seven mate after yeah. Um hey they made the uh there's an ODI squad going over to India. First of all, really exciting to for the Australian team to be um heading overseas to India during our mm. own summer. Pretty good. exciting. It's actually probably how other countries feel when they come to Australia. Um but well, we're uh, exceptional. Uh, that's a good point. Um Hanscom in, Kawaja mm. out, Stoyness mm. out. <laughs> Is anything You're talking s- keywords now? Yeah. Search phrases. I yeah. just can't believe that we're losing our ODIs. I mean, the one thing that gave us comfort growing up was mm. being able to turn on your TV in, in summer, in your summer, and see an ODI. And granted, now you need a subscription to do that, which is okay. I understand how modern media works. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you'd sit down on the couch, crack open beer or a soft drink and be like, there's my national team <laughs> in, in coloured uniform and they're playing yeah. cricket and it's January. And yeah. now they're going to go to India. We're fucking offshoring mm. uh, one-dayers. Mm. I mean, this is, uh, this is a real crisis. Oh, I want to go turn on the TV and... Go back to my youth and, you know, I'm seven again, mm. to use a Tom Keneally reference from mm. the 1997 ARL ad. Mm. I want to feel like I'm seven again. Yeah. I want that, that one day is to be on TV at all times in the mm. summer and they're not. So you see a brand new ODI kit and they're thinking, I'm going to buy that. Oh, is there a new kit? No, it was just, no, oh, like okay. when, you Sorry. know, the first, like, <laughs> the first ODI of the summer, you see the new kit, mm. the, the players walking out there, exciting stuff. Mm. Pez, uh, anything to look forward to in this ODI? It, like, is, is well, it I mean, I'm looking forward to the... To the coffers being burnished uh, by this trip to India mm-hmm. to play three yeah. arbitrary ODI fixtures. Um, I hope hopefully those um, coffers, you know, filter down to grassroots cricket. Uh, yeah. and, and I suspect mm-hmm. they will very much so. And and also, so the players don't have to camp of- at O and L. Yeah, <laughs> we can actually set up some villas. <laughs> I hope they're offsetting these these flights with their carbon emissions on these flights. Oh, you'd have to, especially. They'd have to be, wouldn't they? Well, cricket is suffering at the hands of climate change. If you read, uh, well, every senior yeah. sports writer this morning, they're saying that um, they're saying. Well, Peter Lawler wrote this morning in the Australian that Cricket Australia are exploring uh, the like. Or, or setting themselves up to deal with the idea that play might be suspended or abandoned as a result of smoke at uh, Boxing Day and the SCG. 
Sorry, well, and normal. Yeah, well, as you, yeah, Pez, we've always said, that it's, it's always been hot. Mm. Um, yeah, because that, that game at Canberra the other night, uh, abandoned, wasn't it? Mm. Abandoned. Like, it's, uh, it's we obviously got a lot of listeners from overseas trying to appreciate how bad it is everywhere at the moment. People losing their lives and homes in this Adelaide. podcast studio. I can't even see you guys. There's like a <laughs> yeah. 30 centimeter visibility. Yeah. That's because I can I'm only assume what your facial expressions are doing. Hey, I've, got, I've got a cigarette. That's why that's been what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, we're recording this before we interview Chris Green, who was playing in that game, so we'll get uh, like first-hand info mm. on what that was actually like. But yeah, always just just good and normal to have games about good and normal to smoke and stuff. I mean, look, it's an ancient, uh, you know, up and down thing, climate, so whatever. Just going through a bit of a down phase. It was pretty cool yesterday, so that it must be fake. Hey, um, so we're going to go into the Boxing Day test now. Uh, New Zealand cancelled their two-day tour game <laughs> in smoke. Melbourne oh, right. in Friday due to extreme heat and player safety against the Victoria Eleven. Right. Oh um, my god. I think we might have already done the squads, haven't we? I feel like we, yeah, we might have done like last week maybe. But Siddle's brought back into the squad. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, don't know. It's well, Siddle had Siddle like um, was playing just to go back to his camera thing. He was playing in the or he was a, it was on the bench for Adelaide Strikers Siddle. versus uh, yeah versus yep. Thunder. He he had to be treated. Um, he had to get medical treatment for smoke inhalation. He, he wasn't normal. playing. Yeah, he wasn't normal. playing, and he had to get medical treatment. Again, normal stuff. Normal. Uh, so there yeah. shouldn't be any, you know problems that we could foresee by you know spectators in the stands right. you know if, if the same conditions kind of present themselves it's just a mega fire seven times the size of singapore that's been burning northwest of mm. sydney since late october <laughs> well, at least we can use climate to get out of cricket's a new modern excuse <laughs> your point sorry in the, got yeah, climate. In the morning <laughs> got so, climate. what's the opposite of the pepsi challenge what do you what do you fucking do there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. wake up in the morning fuck's a bit hard yeah. how many bush fires can you start yeah yeah um with that, so Trent Bolt, I think, is going to be in the squad. He looks like he's going to make it. That's, that's something for New Zealand to hang on to. I mean, I guess like just everything about this Boxing Day, and to be fair, the SCG, just the wicket is everything about this. Like, we saw the SCG game the other night. Um, there's fucking sand everywhere in the oh, outfield. Yeah. It's The wicket is awful at the SCG. Good gig it's, from you too, though. Good gig. Bono was excellent. Yeah, really worth mm-hmm. it. Um, worth the 200. Exactly. So, I, I kind of feel like you're talking about squads and stuff or... I'm talking about scores and it's just like, does any of this matter because the wicket is so bad they can play fucking anyone? And it's like, it, <coughs> is a result possible? Yeah, it's, I mean, the MCG wicket has underwhelmed for about 40 years on the trot and now it particularly underwhelms because of its, uh, like, concrete-based drop-in, yeah, like, uh, scenario. So, but, but there's still some word coming out from the curators that there may well be life in the wicket. So, <laughs> you're like always a bit reluctant to say oh it's definitely going to suck but you know if the past is a predictor of the future then yeah Hmm. like every team is doing it's like putting its component parts together Australia have rebuilt they've got a pretty good batting order now good bowlers Pattinson's coming in I saw the um, analogy this morning that he's going to be bringing the heat which I think is an unfortunate uh, analogy to use at this Hmm. moment in time does he bring his heat training gear oh that's maybe what they were referring to and uh um, nevertheless, <laughs> I've been thrown by that. Um, New Zealand, they're number two in the world. They've mm. figured out some plans to restrict Australia. Yeah, they've got plans. Yeah, they've got plans. They've got guys who bowl short balls at just the right pace and leg theory fields and stuff yeah. and Trent Bolt's coming back in. So everyone's doing their best. Yep. They're fast Melbourne and will, quick Melbourne now, will go to the game. There's It's sold out. New Zealanders are coming over, 100,000. Everyone's doing their best. Is it sold out? Yeah, everyone's doing their best to make oh, Boxing Day good. day one good. Yeah, but they're just going to be playing on fucking... Man. Dead, dead deck. All I can see is like last year, like Cummins buying that first over and like two balls in, like two bounces to Payne. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's ruined Christmas. Yeah. Christmas is cancelled. Well, despite Christmas yeah. being yesterday, it's ruined. It's ruined. Yeah, <laughs> it's a really good day. I had such a good day. Yeah. This has completely ruined it. 
<laughs> Another word ruined by cricket. Hey, so New Zealand have got uh, they've they've called in Kyle Jamison yeah. um, to replace uh, Lockie Ferguson, who obviously unfortunately injured after his debut test. Doing their best, New Zealand. So he's an uncapped Auckland pace bowler who played for New Zealand A against England earlier this summer. Right, has five wickets from three first class matches, nice. but and I quote, has height. Right. Are, are New Zealand about to make a height-based selection at the MCG? Yep. Well, I like it if they are. <laughs> That's good. Is he quick as well or is he just tall? I think just tall. Just height? Yep. How, how fast is he? It doesn't 80 kilometres. He's, He's fucking massive. 7'3", 80 yeah. kilometres. <laughs> He's Yao Ming. I thought the whole thing was that like... <laughs> Neil Wagner was like, sh- his shortness made his short ball more effective. I don't right. know. Uh, oh, I can't keep up. Yeah. But New Zealand are like- producing f- like quick and tall fast bowlers. I remember in like the 90s, everyone was like five foot eight and mm. bowled like 108 kilometers. Like yeah. Danny Morris. Chris, Chris um, Harris. Chris Harris. Yeah. Those were barely, they were slow mediums back when that was literally yeah. the, a descriptor of the yeah. style of pace that you bowled. No one bowls slow yeah. mediums anymore. Yeah. yeah. And it's a shame. <laughs> it's an art form. <laughs> They're all quick now with levers. Yeah. They're trying their best. They're, everyone's bringing their own stuff. He goes, you know, like Kyle mm-hmm. Jamison. Okay, now mm-hmm. we've got so, now I've got an unknown mm-hmm. into the squad. All narratives. So there's a new there's a new present to unwrap. Mm. So it's just it's just down to the wicket now. Whatever happened to Jackson Bird, who played his last test at the MCG last year? They they brought him into the squad. Mm. Have, have a bowl on this. Give the give the real bowlers a rest. Mm. And yes, and play tests again. He was a cart horse. <laughs> he was a cart horse. Yeah, Australia's team the same. Pattinson in, yeah. obviously for Hazelwood. Same. Pattinson in, bringing the heat. Australia playing, you know, uncompromising cricket, a number of hundreds. I mean, Warner came out yesterday saying, mm. uh, "You've just got to bat big and bat once." Right. Uh, so and that's pretty much. What oh, that's to do. so fucking grim. So one team's going to get eight hundred. Yeah. Yep. Oh, fuck it's the absolute me. opposite to what an ideal <laughs> test match is, which yeah. is three hundred apiece yeah. in the first innings, yeah. and then a competitive second innings chase. What if though? Like, what if? Here we go. It's a game. What if it's actually a close match and the wicket does something? Oh, like nobody's it, like we've all lowered our expectations so much. Yeah. Imagine if you had this game where like mm. it's a non-top three team, like non-top three fixture, right? But everything else is going well. New Zealand are doing well. They've, you know. Made the World Cup final. Cam Williamson's good. The bowlers have got plans. They've worked out Steve Smith. Australia's now coming back. Boxing Day, 100,000 people. Mm. Like, that should be a recipe for something good. Imagine a really good game. Should be. Mm. Um, Melbourne's putting everything together. They're mm. rolling out the AFL identities. <laughs> you know, so viewers are tuning in. Yeah. Imagine if it's some sort of close game. It's not going to happen, is it? In the Big Bash. No. Mm, in the Big Bash. <laughs> mm. You don't care when you go to the MCG. It's just about the match day experience. It's not about what happens on the field. It's about all the, you know... The it's a cultural thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's the, the nice seats that you have, you know, the, the lovely mm. options you have at the bar. The corporate... The corporate... Networking opportunities that you have if you're in a corporate box lucky enough to be. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things that can happen besides the cricket, and we should focus on those more, I think. We just hold no hope at all no that hope. this is going to be Hopeless. a good match. Mm. Have we? Like, we've been conditioned into going, no, this is just an exhibition. This is a fucking military yeah. parade. Like, yeah. this is just not, this is just Australia just bringing out its guns. Mm. Here's Labuschagne. Here's mm. Smith. Here's yeah. Warner. Like, enjoy the exhibition. All walking guys. in unison. Yeah, we're not enjoying it as an actual contest. No. I think there actually is a military parade happening during the lunch break on day one. Well, um, Morrison has to distract people somehow. He's got to distract them. <laughs> what, ben Robert Smith. Brandishes uh, <laughs> DC medal. We're all going to salute him. <laughs> Topical. Mm-hmm. Um, would you guys prefer a game which was over in two days and just wild wicket, fucking wild, doing everything, kind of semi-dangerous, like no one gets hurt, yes, but yep. like it's kind of a little bit like 
the threat is there, mm. you know, as yes. opposed to five days draw. Of course, I mean, of course you would win, right? Yeah. That's a, it's not an even comparison. It's not an even comparison. Oh, just mainly because mainly you just want to see how Australia reacts. Yeah. You know, just as Australia going, yeah. um, oh, it's a shit. It'd well, be good no, if the game Australia, was over you know. in, in two days, but then they still had to play out the, the other three days <laughs> yeah. and they did whatever they wanted and it was just on TV. So yeah. maybe they're just having a centre wicket or something the other three days. <laughs> Steve Smith, I'd be open to that. He yeah. goes, I'm, I'm looking forward to just now witnessing Australia's use of its DRS now that they've got a DRS doctor. Yeah, so what's this about? Oh, so, so Ben Horn reported this okay. uh, in, in the news limited papers recently, but uh, obviously Australia's botched 22 referrals out of 24. Mm-hmm. And um, a specialist in control systems, uh, Dr. Obeyed Raymond, I think that's how you say his name. Eddie Obeyed? Um, he got in touch <laughs> with... Uh, no, not Eddie Obeyed, Dr. Obeyed Raymond. Okay, um, different person. Got in touch with Justin Langer. Um, after becoming convinced Australia's method for using DRS was fundamentally flawed. So I just like the idea is just called Justin Langer and said, oh, I can fix this for you, just yeah. a member of the public. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Langer got him in, did an hour and a half presentation uh, and just said, look, problem with you guys is you're, you're asking yourself the wrong question. Oh, here we go. Uh, so he oh, says, that's like classic sales yeah, technique. Yeah. Uh, he's like, they just like, so what happened was that the system until this point was pain just asking the bowler if it was out or not yep um, which makes it all random rather than asking why didn't why didn't the umpire give it out that was the big crux of the problem he said right and now since then he's um he's told them that he's got they've got like a four-pronged system around who's allowed to debate stuff for um, wickets he's like you know the bowler has a conflict of interest they're not allowed to be involved yep. the keeper is blah 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 and now he's also developed an app for the players to you use always to have a selling their, point with, okay, with, yeah. with their drs trajectory right. so like you know, is it an LBW? Well, it's an app for that. Mm. Uh, so that's incredible. where it's, it's amazing. I like the idea that this guy's literally called Justin Langer mm. and he's, he's gone like, sell yeah. me this pen. Yeah. Like he, fucking yeah. How did he contact Jordan you? Jordan you just Delphine. go to like cricket.com.au. Yeah. Just to inquiries. Info, yeah, inquiries. inquiries. Contact, contact us yeah. at, at Justin. When you write, go to the website, this is contact us, it actually goes straight to Langer. <laughs> 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 I am not a robot. You have to type in the recapture thing. It's yeah, just like actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The traffic light's kind of in one box. Kind of <laughs> no, no yeah. it's always ah, so hard. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, we've got Chris Green coming in the studio in a second. And after that, hashtag ask TJC. Time for another mini debate here on the Great Cricketer. All thanks to KO Minis. KO Minis let you stream every catch, every six and every wicket from an entire match or day's play in less than half an hour. It's the quickest way to watch all the best bits when it suits you. Today's topic, lads. Usman Kawaja left out of the ODI squad. Will he ever play for Australia again? Dave Edwards, the floor is yours. Look, here goes. I think injustices in sport are important. Mm-hmm. And look, every generation <laughs> must have. have them. They're important. Well, they must have. Every generation must have at least two or three criminally underselected players. <laughs> okay. um, you know, in the face of overwhelming data. Yes. And rightly or wrongly, Kwaja is our guy now for the okay. late 2010s, early 2020s. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll always wonder what he's done to offend the selectors. His, his data is good. Why can't the boys get around him? I mean,. Does he not have the right pheromones? Mm. I mean, that's always something very important. Is it because he looks too casual? Aesthetics. Mm. Yep. I mean, you know, perception is reality. Reality isn't reality. Mm-hmm. Perception it's in cricket reality. is reality. And, you know, another side product of not selecting him could be to, you know, better the domestic competition. What better way to increase the standard of the Sheffield Shield oh, than, you know, to... Because Sheffield Shield cricket is harder than Test cricket anyway. Yeah, good point. So why not play your best players in the Shield cricket? <laughs> That's a good point. So he could fall into the trap of like a Jamie Siddons, Martin Love, mm. Dean Jones, these guys who... Uh, yeah, th- th- these guys who like play very well yeah. at domestic level. 
I think so. I think it's my biggest point, I guess, is that it's important to have someone face a level of injustice. Mm. And Kwasi, you know, not his problem, it's but God. it's unfortunate. It could that he's be Australia's be the guy. Gary Balance right. smashes him. In so you think he, he has played his last game for Australia? I think, you know, it's not just about him. It's about cricket. And I think he probably would respect the fact that, you know, this has to happen. Oh, oh yes. It's okay. not about him. Yeah. It's about cricket. Yeah. You must be the unjustly, yeah, omitted player. This It's uh, not a watertight argument. It's an argument. It's an argument. And on. well made. Pez. I think you bang on, but I disagree. Um, <laughs> per the uh, concept of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, look, what's been difficult for Usman is the emergence mm-hmm. of Manus Labuschagne. Usman is now yeah. the old girlfriend. Uh, Labuschagne is the new number three. Mm-hmm. There is an argument. I still think that Usman is like you've gun to your head. There's a gun at your head now. Mm-hmm. Imagine there's a gun at your head or your mum's head. Mm-hmm. All right. Gracious. Who opens with David Warner to, to save your life? It's not Joe Burns in Australia for me. No, it's I not. I think Usman, if, if just one-off innings, Usman's going to score more runs than Joe Burns. I think he is mm. the best. However, he's the best, he's the best to open. Mm. However, Kawaja now needs a Kadich-esque Indian summer to mm. regain selection in the side. And mm. the question mm. is, not has he played his last test, the question is, does Kawaja have a Kadich-esque Indian summer in him? But he's Doesn't not going to India, that's the thing. In Indian summer is a... <laughs> <laughs> Who's holding so, the gun? Uh, well, exactly. <laughs> Kevin Roberts. Dean so, Jones. Uh, <laughs> so, so I'm not sure if he does have an, an Indian summer in him, a Kadesh-esque one, yeah. because he's too self-aware to have an Indian summer. Right. Uh, it's a compliment. You know, he has interest in social matters, Usman. He's a pilot. He has fashion sensibilities. Uh, he has artistic sensibilities. Mm-hmm. You know, look at his coin toss the other day. That yep. was art. Mm, yes. He thinks about these yes. things. He's not single-mindedly <laughs> focused on playing for Australia again. If he wants to, yeah. he yep. can. And so I say that Usman will play for Australia again, but only if he wants to. If he really wants to. And if he doesn't want to, I wouldn't blame him. Cricket's fucking hard and boring. Just thinking about like Steve Smith catch he took off Kane Williams and was like, was it, was it the catch of the summer? People talk, was it the moment of the summer? Nah. Kawaja's coin toss where he just fucking threw that thing 80 metres in the air. That was good. That was mm. funny. Yeah. Yeah. Really cost funny. him his um, livelihood and his career, but um, made me laugh. Well, that's another mini debate. For KO Minis, KO lets you stream all, all the action from the summer of cricket with no ad breaks during live play. Visit kosports.com.au or download the app to start your 14-day free trial. 2020 is right around the corner and I bet you're already thinking about what you didn't achieve in 2019 and what you want to get up to in 2020. And if you want to work towards being your best self in 2020, then Blinkist is for you. Now, Blinkist is for anyone who cares about learning but doesn't have a lot of spare time. Blinkist takes the key insights from over 3,000 non-fiction bestsellers in over 27 different categories and gathers them together in 15-minute blinks. That's text and audio explainers that help you understand more about the core ideas of those books. Now, it's already 12 million people across the world using Blinkist already to deepen their knowledge in 27 different categories of non-fiction. There's bestsellers from The Barefoot Investor by Scott Pope to The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. It's all there. And you can listen to Blinkist whenever you're on the go. If you're commuting to work, you're cooking dinner, you're driving the car, you're walking the dog, wherever you are, it's all right there. Now, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience at the Great Cricketer Podcast here. Now, you can go to Blinkist.com slash cricket to start your free seven-day trial and get 25% off a Blinkist premium membership. That's Blinkist, spelt B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash cricket to get 25% off and start a seven-day free trial. That's Blinkist.com slash cricket. Well, ladies and gentlemen, okay, we'll go here. Ladies and gentlemen, you know him as the uh, miserly, spinning, hard-hitting, must-be-male model 
with an unbelievable skin regime, T20 whiz from the Thunder and 17 other clubs, including most recently uh, being picked up in the IPL. Um, Chris Green joins us in the studio today. Chris, welcome. Thank you. What an intro. What an intro. Let's jump straight in. <laughs> So I'm straight into this. I'm keen to understand this T20 circuits. First up, we're in the studio mm. with you know, this T20 maestro. Mm. When, well, when we talk to first class guys or test guys, um, you know, we understand they hold a very exalted status, like in their at their grade club. But can you tell us about like the status that the like the good looking rich T20 king holds <laughs> yeah. in grade cricket? You play for Manly, yeah, you know that right. So tell us about where you sit in that hierarchy. It's a new, it's a new realm. Fucking king. The <laughs> <laughs> answer. <laughs> um, well, I'm, I'm hardly there, to be honest. Nice. I, um, Good start. Yeah. So, I, you know, the other day I actually went to grey training, rocked up, actually, padded up. Actually. Yeah, actually <laughs> accidentally. Padded up straight away, went in, um, batted through two rotations. So, I got to oh, got to run run right. my show a little bit. I was very lucky. Did you notice more and more people coming up to get a good optic behind you and behind you? Yeah. Like, is, yeah. Was, there any, was there a crowd that kind of gathered while no, you hit the ball? No crowd. Not. <laughs> not when I'm back. First net, obviously. First yeah, there's net. a lot of blokes wanting to, to bowl at me and they keep asking the question whether it's, is it T20 practice or four-day practice? I was like, well, I haven't played a four-day practice in my life, <laughs> yeah. so what's the point? Yeah. That's interesting, yeah. When yeah. you bat these days and you hit a lofted shot, do you have to... Does the bowlers have to know what format of cricket you're batting mm. fictionally? Oh, in the is this T20? I didn't, I didn't know. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah, have bowled yeah, that length. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Massive, oh, the field would have been in. Yeah, power yeah. play was on. Yeah, I hit it over the head. And they're like, oh, it's T20. Isn't yeah. It? yeah. <laughs> you can, so you can never get out in nets anymore, yeah, 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 basically. Yeah, it was yeah, no ball. Yeah, yeah, bowled, no ball. No. And are we, are we talking thunder lid at training? Yeah, what's a lid? No, what what kid are we looking Just blank lid. Blank lid. What's blank lid? What do you mean? No bad. Home brand. Just a normal Just from Franklin's. I couldn't do that. Oh, so this is a, so you actually have specific lids for when you're like at training where you don't want to show your status kind of thing. Like, yeah. So you don't wear the club lid; you just wear like a. Oh, brand. I don't. Yeah, I just have like a. I don't have a manly badge on my lid. It's just a plain, right. plain helmet. Like so a that's, rebel a, that's, that's a bit of a come get me from other like, clubs. Yeah. Just like I'm available. I yeah. am available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. best interest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like when we do a podcast without a sponsor. Like, yeah, come yes, get yes, us. Yes, like, yes, you know, yeah. There's ad space available. It's all yeah. exactly the same. Yeah, we we're, were talking about Brad Hodge and um, who did he play from the IPL? Everyone, Who didn't he everyone, yeah, and he was wearing his IPL lid playing yeah. park cricket on Astro. Unbelievable, yeah. And you've just been picked up in the IPL, obviously. We, mm. we just get into that. I have to keep that helmet. Then. Tell, yeah, tell us, <laughs> like, tell us about getting picked up in the IPL. So, like, the auction was the other day. We heard uh, Ricky Ponting on commentary, um, very giddy, talking to Aaron Finch. He was excited on to do so, yeah. yeah. Finch playing in a match for the Melbourne Renegades, and Ponting could not contain his glee. <laughs> Right. At uh, Finch being picked up and said, "Oh, yeah. do you want to know?" And, do you want to know? And, and Finch is like, "No, I'd rather finish the game, pal." Yeah, yeah. be like, palled, fucking palled, pal Ricky Ponting uh, should have champed him. Should've yeah, well, yeah, well, it may as well. It's, yeah. a, it's a distant cousin. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, what's it like getting picked up in the IPL? How, like, just run us through that process. Oh, well, it's very surreal. I, it's still sinking in. To be fair, I don't know if it ever will. Um, it will. But <laughs> I can tell you, it will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust Dave. It will. Yeah. Yeah. When you're playing, it'll have sunk in because you're actually playing the game. Okay, yeah, that's when it happens. Well, that's that's good to know. Um, no, in these we... interviews, we just chat. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you want to answer yeah. the question? Not really. Not really, no. It's all good. Please tell us. Please tell us. Yeah, I'll go back. So it was very, um, very surreal. Um, we obviously played the game against the Renegades. I went down. Oh, I purposely gave myself the best chance possible. So I went in at the, the base price, the bottom. So I came through very late. We were just hanging out after the game. It was about 20 past one in the morning. Um, I struggled to sleep at the best of times and... 
got the notification through on my phone, got a message from Baz McCullum saying welcome to the team, which was pretty cool. Um, and then, yeah, I, I don't know. Was the personalized message? Did he yeah. use your name or it's just the, the same te- one? Template Dear Chris. Uh, yeah. 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 Template. High player. Welcome to KKR. The rumors are true. You are a player. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> with an A, yeah, player. I saw that um, someone had done the maths and uh, be playing with Pat Cummins. Uh, yes. This year, and someone did the maths that he is he is earning seventy five times more than you. Uh, I thought it was eighty. Is it? Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Pre tax. Are, are you looking forward to him blanking you at training or throwing balls to him and that sort of thing? Well, I just plan on not spending a cent for two months, <laughs> living, living in his pocket. Yeah. Uh, I think he's got a, a fair bit to to spend. No, it'd be pretty yeah, really. cool. I think he deserves it. Obviously, number yeah. one bowler in the world, and when you bowl that quick, I think you mm. you can set a high bar. And mm. it was pretty cool to watch the the auction when his name came out they were just like fighting mm. over him mm. it's a little bit weird how like a lot of the IPL is based around like what players earn like that's mm. a really big talking point in the competition for, yeah. what you go for yeah is that is that mm. kind of strange I know it's your first year same in great like, cricket you know how much is this bloke playing yeah, getting paid yeah, yeah, on yeah. the table yeah. 100 bucks 200 yeah. bucks yeah. it's like, yeah. it's like yeah. some 150 a game right. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, I, I dollar guess, a run? I guess dollar a run. $650,000 a run. <laughs> <laughs> it's come a long way since Matt Phelps got his daughter to uni or something. That's why he went to Sydney Uni. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. I think he's about 10 grand a ball, Pat, for right. the IPL. <laughs> so it's, it's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Good work if you can get it. But there's obviously a lot of talk around the around the auction. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think my, I'm like a dollar a ball, which is great. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah. When I play. I'm concerned <laughs> that's going to open you up to some kind of demeaning nicknames like bargain basement or base price. <laughs> Base price. I'm just spitballing. Yeah, yeah, base price. Someone want to help me out? Why have yeah, you got this ring down? This a lot of call. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think Chris would be concerned. I think he'd be. I think he's yeah, very yeah. happy playing. Yeah. I mean, you, you're yeah. probably quite used to the conditions here, playing in smoke. I mean, going over to India where um, there's obviously <laughs> some issues around visibility and air pollution. Are you looking forward to that? Yeah, look, I think I think well, it's going to be awesome. It, yeah. mm. I think it's going to be awesome. I think that every experience that comes with playing cricket in India is going to be so exciting. Yep. Like going for dinner, um, going to the games. Eat, I think we're eating gardens, so it's obviously the pinnacle is the of Indian cricket, mm. which would be really cool to, to witness and experience. So I'm, I'm super excited. Mm-hmm. You've kind of been like a bit of a... Um like a fixture now in the BBL. Like I think a lot of people recognise you. You're now like walking around with a microphone and interviewing a few guys as well. And, you know, your stats are starting to hold up uh, or they have for a, for a long time. So, and, and I think you said the other day or people have started to say that like, you know, you're on Trevor Holmes' radar. How does that manifest, you know, like for national selection? Like how do you how do you get on someone's radar? Is that like a figure of speech or is there a radar there? And he's like got in touch with you and, uh, and said, you know, you're being yeah. watched now. Radar O'Reilly for MASH mm. gives you a call and says, <laughs> this bloke's got it. What? It's the AFP. Yeah. Oh, look, I think it's an interesting one. Um, obviously, I'm, I, I'm still burgling my way, bowling off spin around the wicket in, in the Big Bash and... Um, yeah, I still don't know how I don't get hit for more runs, but obviously I get away with a few and can mm. get a few blokes caught at long on mm. um, and deep in wicket, which is always handy. Um, but yeah, no, it's, ex- it's exciting. The last few years, um, obviously contributing to the team's success and um, yeah, more recently had a, had a conversation with Trevor about, I guess, where I fit in and um, he said, look, you know, T20, you, we like the experience you're getting around the world and um, you're mm. obviously doing quite well. Um, we're happy with Adam and Ashton at the moment. They're, mm. they're doing a really good job, but um, continue to put them under pressure. And with the World Cup 
on the horizon, it's it obviously gives yourself the best chance. And you've signed a kind of a long-term deal with the Thunder, haven't you? Kind yeah. of. Which is kind of anathema to the T20 mercenary cricketer who kind of jumps around the world. I mean, mm. you're doing that, obviously, but domestically, you've signed a quite a long-term deal. Mm. How do you, you know, what kind of drove that decision to stick with, you know, the Thunder through thick and thin, at least for the next six years? Mm. Yeah, it, it's obviously pretty cool. It's it's very rare to get security in, in our game, as you say, particularly mm. in the short format, but um, I... I I jumped it at the Thunder, wanted to sign a long-term deal. So and you're a monogamous T20 cricketer. <laughs> mm. Yeah. It's a new yeah. breed. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they, they basically said, look, we, we want to sign you. I said, I'm, I'm so keen to be a one-club player. something that I'd love to do. Um, they you didn't feel like you. playing a bit of hardball? Like, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it was a pretty easy decision, to right. be fair. They um, they were the first team that, that gave me that opportunity when I was just playing club cricket and um, to play on the big stage, so I, I jumped at it. Same before that, um, you, you have played all over the world. You've been in the Caribbean, you played in Pakistan as well, right? You're yeah. actually going back to Pakistan in February, uh, a couple of months? Not at the moment, oh, no, 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 I didn't get picked up. So the last okay. three years, I've gone as a replacement player, so right, okay. I'm hoping four out of four, yeah. but we'll see. Last big time mistake, we... Pakistan, yeah. if, you're, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. last time we met, we were, we were talking about you playing in Pakistan. It's kind of like a it's a strange place. Obviously, they've just got their test match status. Well, they're playing test matches at the moment against Sri Lanka there. Mm. Um, kind of a scary, weird dangerous place at the same time pakistan right like what we wore your experiences playing yeah there. i've had i've had two two years i've gone for two game, well like a game each time and it's been like 24 hours in and out um yeah. so you got off the plane from dubai landed in um lahore my first year and got ushered off on just on a normal passenger plane off ushered off first mm -hmm. into this bulletproof bomb resistant Fuck. but uh, like minibus yeah. where the the glass is like really really thick and you're just sort of sitting there, there's heaps of dudes in arm, with army guns and stuff around yeah. you and like yeah. turrets on top of their cars yeah we'd sat there for i reckon about half an hour mm. didn't move i was like well this is a bit scary <laughs> we got told there's gonna be like helicopters everything like loads of cars Fuck, and there's yeah. just like you know 30 dudes and we were like okay well this isn't enough i wanted more yeah, we, were, yeah, we, yeah. we were really intimidated by it yeah. because they said look there is it is going to be okay but there's going to be like really enhanced security so we sat there half an hour drove down the the runway in the end and outside and it was just like flashing lights armored trucks three helicopters over the top Fuck. but like mm. these boats down these i thought they were just sewage canals but there were boats going down we got to our yeah. hotel there were sentries out the front snipers on the rooftop jesus there was nice. like it was so like there was so many people but it made you even more nervous because there was so so much presence of mm. i guess guns and mm. and yeah. stuff i'd never seen that before mm. so it was it was crazy. The next year, it was sort of the same, but it it come down a few scales. Mm, okay. um, but actually, in the stadiums, it was incredible. Like mm. the noise, mm. they were so. Th I've never been thanked so many times by strangers just for going. So it was pretty cool to be a part. Can of. you kind yeah. of talk us through the different noises that you hear in a stadium over there versus here? I mean, there are there are different kind of almost imperceptible noise patterns that you pick up in an Australian venue versus mm. the subcontinent. Yeah. yeah, like you get a goal in in soccer in yeah. England, it'll be more like yeah, yeah. Whereas like in South America, it's like more of a roar. roar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can you yeah. just run us through that? Yeah. yeah. Can you make um, some noises now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pakistan is just like a constant... Just guns going off. No. Yeah. Just... Are we talking about the thunder? Yeah. 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 The views were mixing between. Yeah, it was... Uh, what's the noise? Best noise? It's it's sort of like a, a more of a, like a screaming. Right. Um, oh, so like guttural men, men scream. screaming sort yeah. of thing. Oh, my God. Like symphony of male screams constantly ringing through your ears. Like a little bit of hoi, hoi, hoi. Like little <laughs> oh, okay. Noise. So yeah. like on Cricket 96. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, where else? 
else. England, England was just like they just sing along, yeah. which was yeah. cool. So yeah. they, they play yeah. a bit of music, they stop the music, and the crowd keeps singing while the over runs out. So yeah. that's awesome. You can hear the Sweet chinking Caroline. of ices in glasses as well. Mm, yeah. <laughs> if you listen very carefully. <laughs> um, Caribbean, it's just like a party. Yep. There's not much noise. They're yeah. just partying yep. in the stands, yeah. drinking rum. Yeah. Um, they always have a DJ at the ground. Mm. and like That song um, Champion's always playing for some reason. Yeah. But yeah. DJ Bravo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then here's, here's cool. Um, we're probably like, I don't know, there's no definitive noise, but it's it's a little bit like, we're, I reckon we're the most polite watchers when the cricket's actually going. It's quite quiet. Sometimes you can hear a pin drop and then mm. when the, if you have a good ground announcer, they can sort of get it going, which is cool. Yeah, right. Oh, it's a like, ground announcer. Ground yeah. announcer plays a part. Yeah. Rolf Ross there somewhere. Where, um... Sorry, I was literally <laughs> talking to Chris. Like, work, work opportunities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Where, like, where do you... I mean, so you've got lots of experience at different T20 tournaments. Like, in terms of quality, like, of playing quality, skill, where's a BBL rate? And and this is more one that, um... I just think listeners might be keen to learn about how good other tournaments might be because you know this is australia so we only care about our own little corner of the <laughs> yeah, earth yeah, and, you know, yeah. like, yeah. where would the bbl rate in relation to others how much better is it here than everyone yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah this yeah. podcast is geo-blocked outside of australia <laughs> yeah. so no one's gonna listen to it <laughs> no, just, i mean obviously it's bi- like for me personally there's a lot of bias around it because i i enjoy it enjoy it for different reasons having friends and family able to watch um it is because of the wickets and and the grounds, um, like the the wickets are consistently better here. Mm. Um, the Caribbean, my first year we had five overseas players on the field. So you, and then you sort of have when you the and the, all the West Indian players were available. So you sort of have three or four that are playing or have played for the West Indies. So there's your like eight or nine players that are sort of world class, and then you've got two up and comers. So it's that was I found that really strong, um, and obviously on tough conditions in different pitches. England was sort of similar to here. It's obviously a little bit more. It's a bit more dispersed, I guess, with the talent with more counties. Um, Canada was almost all overseas players, so it was good standard mm. um, with small grounds and mm. the wicket was decent. So it's so it's like it's possible that you could turn up to a T Twenty match in Canada and think I'm more likely to get pogoed here, you know, than in the BBL. A hundred percent, I got yeah. pogoed plenty of times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people yeah. still saying pogoed. Uh, maybe. It's <laughs> <laughs> got a nice flex. Uh, yeah. Revealing your. Yeah. Revealing it's a lot about yourself there. We open that up. Oh, God. What's the What's the word? Bring it out the big bash. What's the word that people are using these days yeah. for getting absolutely pumped? Yeah. What's the verb for getting smashed? Verb. Greened. Greened. Sorry. Boomed. Boomed. Yeah. Boom. Is that about boomers? Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. well, maybe in the we do get boomed not, a lot not here. economically. Yeah, mm. boom. Yeah. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Can you tell us a bit about the T Twenty circuits? You know, like off field, like uh, you know, playing in the West Indies versus the BBL. Like you're obviously just going from hotel to hotel, living in airports. Canada has plans. to be loose. Canada yeah. has to be wild. Yeah, oh, the the big difference between Big Bash, I guess, for a local player, um, is that we stay at home. Um, so I'm in being from Sydney and playing for Sydney I stay at home whereas everywhere else or pretty much you're either in the same hotel as every other team or you know they're, they're sort of close by so is it like an Olympic village kind of thing is just is there a lot of part like, run the, us the, through, bar, like, the super... bar's an Olympic vi- yeah. village yeah um, <laughs> Canada Canada was awesome fun um, some great golf courses and uh, every night pretty much after the game because you played so late 
in the evening. So you sort of got that that morning to just sleep it off, right? Sleep right. off the dust, yeah. wake up, and <laughs> you know, best when fresh, um, as a few players like to say. And and yeah. yeah, so it was just the bar was full every night. You you sort of chew the fat, talk rubbish, and then kick on. Yeah. What do you do to kind of unwind after a big kind of local derby um, here in Sydney? Like you go home, obviously. Like, what's your kind of routine? Just home bed? Yes, it's pretty boring to yeah. be fair. And here, like, we especially we if you win, up. you kind of want to go out and then not come home. But yeah, you're just kind of Sydney going home. lockout laws. Yeah, there's not much. There's not much <laughs> yeah. fun. Um, so you want to win away from home, really. Yeah. If you if you yeah. do that, like I remember when we won at um, BBL Five MCG, I left the change rooms at about five a.m. and yep. uh, we had champagne breakfast when we got back to the hotel, which was pretty mm. cool. So I had no sleep straight on the plane mm. and. Thank God they didn't interview me when I when we landed in Sydney and Ben Rohr had to take it on. So I thought he, I thought he did. I thought he did. Well. <laughs> He's got less still, to lose. To I was fair. still bouncing off the yeah. walls. Um, but yeah, here's a, here it's pretty safe. Whereas Caribbean, awesome party. Guyana, they absolutely love it. Where I play, yeah. Um, there's a there's one bar in Guyana called Palm. It's pretty much Guyana is in the in the bar in the called Palm Court or you're stuck in your hotel. So everyone from the game goes there and just. The dancing's unbelievable, right? Yeah. yeah, I remember we when we interviewed Brendan Julian. That was that like three years ago now? He asked us if we'd been to the Caribbean. Yeah, and, he, and we said no, and he said don't go. Mm. He didn't like it, and then he really? asked us if we've ever lifted the Sheffield Shield, and we said no, we have not done that. Yeah. Anyway, it's just oh, a I'd, lovely rec- I'd recommend it. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, but you're you're up for it. It's good. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. You strike me as slightly more self-aware than Brendan Julian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Did you remember your names? He struggles remembering people's names on the commentary. So yeah. <laughs> there's no way. I think he, he called literally... me Cameron Green every time, and yeah, Cameron right. Green, Chris Green. So yeah, 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 yeah. He told us to go and get him from the green room um, right. a minute before I did, and I went and got him. He said, "Who are you?" So, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's just. He did see us at the SCG in the in the members bar maybe a few weeks after the podcast, and just said, "Boys." Yeah. yeah so he's never actually asked to know any of our names. Right. If we're all together, he can just use the colloquial yeah, you know, like group mate, of boys. A lot of people yeah. do that to be fair. Yeah. So obviously, uh. Chris, you were you were playing the other night in Canberra, and you oh, have yeah. played, you have played around the world, and you know the matted pitches of Norway. Yeah. Um, have you ever had a match abandoned due to climate change? <laughs> uh, no, not as yet. Scomo needs to get onto that. Um, we have, we saw him obviously for that PM's game before. Yeah, he was pretty and keen to be around then. Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. was the running in. the drinks. Yeah. yeah. What was his chat like? Wasn't. <sighs> He's Come from on. the Shire. He's from the yeah, Shire, right, so okay. it's very bogany. You know, sure. I, I'm from Manly, so I'm mm. way off the Shire. Yeah, yeah. Shire's like proper down, yeah, yeah. <laughs> down, yeah. down the sticks. Yeah. Um, was so he handing out Hillsong leaflets on the field? <laughs> <laughs> was he? <laughs> no, he didn't actually. Yeah. No, okay. I thought he was going to run out bare feet though. Yeah, um, <laughs> walking on water. But he didn't yeah. have much chat. He 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 said a few sly comments to Farward. Uh, which was interesting. Yeah. I'm scared um, to ask what he said. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be scared. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was, he, but he basically said to Farwood, he's like, oh, I'm glad we got your, your process through because you're doing really well. And Farwood's like, well, it was Julia Gillard, mate. Wrong government. Oh, <laughs> that's fucking incredible. Yeah, so that's incredible. I'm glad we did that thing so yeah. you can kind yeah. of, you know, yeah, explore your livelihood. He probably thought he was Pavel. What Farwood. a good bloke. Mm. Yeah, Farwood hasn't had some great interactions with our government, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. Not surprised. Two prime ministers, some dodgy comments towards him. Tony Abbott was another one. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. What did he say to Tony Abbott? Or what did Tony Abbott say to him? Tony said to him, he said, um, which boat did you come off? Right. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. It's like, nice. great one, mate. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for that. Well, yeah, it's a shame. Australia, Scott wasn't eh? there. Uh, 
the other night. Uh, yeah, it was disappointing, but you know, it was it was it was actually really bad. They, in all in all honesty, they probably should have called it off before those two two or three balls that were bowled. Um, you must have still been going, oh, fucking block it in, pick it up, block a Wilson in, pick it up at square leg, yeah. four more balls, <laughs> <and> <laughs> <five> points. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but um, it, it must it have was, been so weird. It was weird. The night before was worse. We had a team dinner and like we sort of sitting outside and just really dizzy. Yeah. Um, and then it just came from nowhere. The wind obviously changed and it just rolled in and it just got bad. Yeah. Matt, and you sort of knew as soon as it came on, like the, the Fox Sports commentators were trying to keep it alive. But yeah. as soon as it came on, you knew, especially watching Cal Ferguson, like this, this is over now. Yeah, so. it was done. Yeah. And that was that was. I mean, arguably, if they called it off and just said, right, we're done, then people wouldn't have hung around. But yeah. because they didn't really say, the crowd still waited for another hour. So everyone was sort of sitting in the spot. What were they waiting for? Like, just new policy no, to be enacted. Because <laughs> there were four balls. The cutoff time was like quarter past nine. Yeah. So they had to wait 50 minutes oh, for okay. that to be officially shaking hands. Hmm. Um, whereas they should have just said, right, let's common sense here. It's pretty bad. It's dangerous. Good effort. chat in the dressing room after, like, yeah. just match abandoned smoke. You know, like what? What, what are you guys? Are you going? Oh, so glad that's over. Let's get out. Yeah, Mooseheads. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we actually did get close to a team circuit at Mooseheads, which was cool. Um, but we'd, we'd been on the road um, for a while, um, so we'd actually didn't even talk about it. You know, you'd, you'd probably take th- two and a half from three in the in a fast start, so to be five out of six points um, with the long tournament was really cool. So we just sort of spoke about that. Um, we had training today, obviously, so. Christmas is we got a nice break over Christmas and then we come back together to take on the sixes of the SCG which would be good man what a life I just like listening to like your stories about travelling around the world playing cricket living your dream but at the same time it must be like exhausting sometimes you know like even recently we saw like Glenn Maxwell for instance like just said mm-hmm. I've been on this carousel for like six years yeah. or whatever it's a, it has to be exhausting as much as you'd be loving it yeah. it's got to be tiring at points as well right oh look it is um like anything, you know, I'm for, I'm very fortunate, as you say, to be to be living my absolute dream. If you asked me this, mm. you know, f- five six years ago and told me what I was going to be doing, I would have laughed at you and probably said, "Nah, mate," walked away. Yeah. Well, we did ask um, you, and you it was hurtful <laughs> when you laughed. At us. <laughs> boys, yeah, yeah boys. <laughs> uh, oh, that was you in the nets, five years. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, following the third those net, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on the Astro. <laughs> Um, that does get tiring, especially, you know, I think time away from home um, in, you know, foreign beds. I remember, I still remember mm. my first PSL. I was like, how cool is this? You get to unpack in a hotel room. That luxury wore off in a week and you're like, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of staring in your four walls and yeah. um, there's only so much Netflix you can watch. And it sounds like massive third world, first world problems, but it does just sort of build up and it can become yeah, for sure, quite yeah. stale overseas when yeah. sort of all you've got to get out is, and about is, is cricket. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So when you do have that time off, particularly in some places where, you know, you can't leave the hotel. Right you're sort of stuck pretty grim yeah. yeah yeah. we had the same thing we were touring with the podcast we got to like Adelaide and then Perth and it was like it was pretty tough yeah <laughs> don't know how they live out here yeah, KP, KP feels the same way about Brisbane <laughs> yeah. I think fucking yeah. he goes harder in Brisbane doesn't he yeah. Yeah. he's really doubled down on that stuff yeah I saw he tweeted about our first game said good to open the big bash there and get it out of the way yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. There much, is there much like I'd perceive I could be wrong but like that there's a lot more effort put in by players to kind of burnish their brand when it comes to T20 cricket like we were talking to a guy the other night at a club function we did who plays in the BBL remains nameless who was like considering oh, you got his... to throw him under the no bus. I don't think so <laughs> considering his like hairstyle you know for the BBL but it was like oh, I don't know if I want to do it because you know oh, the players yeah. will get into yeah, me yeah, but, nice. but he was like no you've got to do it you know you've got, you've got to get yourself out there yeah. and now you've got the opportunity Branded. to sort of go around and like you know interview players on the mic and stuff like that 
that you were talking about Ashton Agar and Adam Zamper. I mean, Zamper obviously now has a brand as the rare unit. Yeah. You know, that might help him stay in the side a little bit. You know, do you consider these things when it comes to your, you know, achieving your T20 goals, maybe getting picked up by a franchise? Like, it, perhaps it helps you get picked up if you know you can bring social media followers and stuff like that. Mm. It's an interesting one. Um, some, I think some of the smaller leagues um, would definitely look at that sort of stuff, especially in trying to help them gain a profile. Um, so those sort of Canada leagues starting out for the first time. I know T10 were big on that in the early, the first two years of a lot of social media. The, the big dogs obviously have a big following, so they want to try and get them in. The big thing with Yuvaraj Singh in Canada recently was a massive draw because yeah. draw, that brought in the Indian crowd. Um, so I think it's definitely definitely there but i don't know in terms of me i try and i try and keep it simple otherwise you sort of overcomplicate. i do need a haircut so i do need to get a tv yeah, tv but you, for fine, your, yeah. your branding is that you're fucking unbelievably good looking <laughs> yeah. that's your brand <laughs> that, that's what yeah yeah, yeah. are you aware that that's, that's your just brand? a statement so just don't get hit in the face or yeah. don't get yeah, in the face oh right. don't even joke yeah. about that chris <laughs> why are you on you the edge w- of your seat yeah. <laughs> i'm edging yeah yeah. you got to wear your grill up a bit higher like they're doing under 11s as well yeah. just to protect yeah, that face, you, man. Yeah, Stoinis did that, didn't he? When you get yeah. out, like you put the lid like on top of the... Yeah. Yeah. we got to let the camera get face. as much face time he as possible. He should be in a singlet. Mm. Yeah. So him, and, him and Hilton Cartwright, I was watching them back the other day. They're yeah. massive. Yeah. And you like one of the... I mean, one of these guys... Um, <laughs> I've done so much chest and pipes. I don't think I'll ever get that. Really? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Talking, you're sort of being humble before talking about oh, just bowling around the wicket off and getting you know caught at long on. But all your stats are quite good. You know, you go for the least amount of runs and yeah. uh, Ponting, was, Ponting was saying, oh, you know, Chris Green, you know, he, he bowls around the wicket into the heels and stuff. Like, are you one of these sort of, are you are you nerdish about T Twenty cricket? Like, do you consume the data or do you just have a method and go? Uh, it just seems to work for me. Oh, I, I don't. In terms of data, I don't look too much into it. It's just more about I, I, I've got a very simple game plan. Um, about trying, literally trying to get hit for as least amount of runs as possible. Often, I won't even try and take a wicket, which sounds stupid, but I think in in my role, being an off spinner, I think in in cricket and in T20 cricket, most batters are thinking there's no threat here, so it's an easy easy opportunity to score ten plus. I think you just go to any net session and you watch an off spinner in the nets, and everyone at at club cricket to professional cricket is running down trying to hit them out Mm -hmm. of the nets just to look good. So that's the default. so I know that if I can build pressure up on that and if I don't get them out, then it obviously creates opportunity at the other end and mm. it's literally the method to my madness. Mm. And, the, and the breath you take before you bowl, that, to me, that just looks like goal kicking. You know, like you're obviously a goal kicking fan from mm. Rugby Union, Rugby League. That, who have you modelled that breath, breath yeah. on? Hazard Elmasri? <laughs> I'm more Rugby Union than Rugby yeah. League. It's just yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I should bring in the Johnny Wilkinson, stick the hands out before I bowl next game. That'd yeah. be cool. Um, it actually came about, funnily enough, um, my first year at the Thunder, we had a um, free diver come in. So we had Mark Matthews come in and talk to us about, obviously, big wave surfing and handling yep. pressure. And basically, he forces himself to smile when he, he falls off under those big waves oh. to relax his body. Because when you smile, you can't be that. tense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Which right. I found crazy because i've been like washing machine before and there's no way i'm going to be smiling Just down smiling there straight away i'm like mm. oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'll be dead in a second yeah. um and then we had a yeah as i said a free diver come in and he basically took us into the pool and he said right go under and hold your breath as long as you can nice healthy and we were like so yeah obviously it was it was safe practice you had a man mm. checking your fingers mm. and seeing if you're still breathing and i think i lasted <laughs> but this is cricket training this is cricket training <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you're a cricket training is he on a retainer because the there's a lot of air pollution around and it could yeah. be quite beneficial <laughs> going forward just to be able to breathe there's a while ago there's a while ago oh okay yeah. okay 
You're pre the current. Um, <laughs> but I lasted about 45 seconds and he brought us up and, and taught us about relaxing through our breath. Um, and I went for nearly two minutes. So right. I was like amazed by it. And I just thought, right, I've got to incorporate this in my cricket. And I went to the big where I yeah. lift my shoulders up. And yeah. I guess, yeah, now it's, yeah, it looks a bit silly, but... It, and do you incorporate that in the rest of your life? You just try and smile and breathe really deeply when things aren't going well? Like yeah, you see me walking. And stuff yeah, in a yeah, fight. yeah, massive. Yeah, Bella, Bella sprays me all the time when yeah. it happens. When she knows she's wrong, I do a big breath and don't want to argue. She's like, oh, yeah, here we go. Yeah, he's yeah. going into bowl again. Yeah, he's going to bowl. Yeah. Four of a spell. Here we go. Around the wicket. Yeah. Yeah, 24 balls. Uh, nice one. All right. Uh, well, thanks for joining us, man. I'm sure that was the most normal interview uh, you've done. Really Chris, normal. But, yeah. um, wishing you the best for the rest of the season with the Thunder and the um, 18,000 other clubs you play for yeah, and you. also for your national ambitions ahead of the World T20 no I appreciate year. it you'll be thank close you. no thanks a lot of these questions I'm going to have to use when I go on the roving roving mic on channel 7 so I'm going to some of them. Yeah. we'll talk about that later yeah. <laughs> no thanks for having me guys okay it's time to talk budgie smuggler boys and we're going to um, steer away from the classic smuggler this week to talk about the accessories, uh, to talk about the things that Budgie Smuggler has, like bum bags, mm-hmm. flap caps, stubby coolers, gateway products, if mm-hmm. you will. He goes, <laughs> what are your favourite gateway products? Products? Yeah. Um, Loose term. What are my favourite gateway products? Mm. You know, when you have one thing and then it leads you to have more things. Really <laughs> oh, yeah, I understand thing. the concept of mm. gateway products. You know the computer company, Gateway? What's no. your favourite modem by Gateway? <laughs> That's specific. I don't know. Bum bags. Bum bags. I, I, the, I'm looking at these things on Budgie's website and these, it's like a very, it's a great time of the year to have all these accessories because it's like, it's a great like kind of retro-y, oh, yeah. cultural Australiana, bright colours and stuff. Summer, hot, obviously yeah. the smoke. Um, Everyone wants to tell you the rules of backyard cricket at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And you kind of like Every single like, man and his dog. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. And we get asked about that and we do spots on radio. We do spots on radio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Quite funny, actually. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm, so I'm kind of thinking, basically, I'm thinking out loud. It's just like all those gateway things. Like It's a perfect time of year to have all those things. Bum bags. When was the last time mm. you wore a bum bag? It's only in summer you can wear a bum bag. Okay. It's not a winter product. Mm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You're asking me what my... What are your favourite gateway products? Okay. <laughs> yeah, cool. Mm. Uh, look, I, I think a gateway for me is... Uh, the gift card that Gub- the Budgie Smuggler offers also on their website. Oh, is it? Uh, it's because it's a it's a <laughs> gateway a into an actual product. Yeah. But I think gift That's cards are actually um, the perfect way yeah. to outsource the problem of actually having to buy a physical yeah, true, gift for a loved true, one. True. You can just attach a kind of arbitrary monetary value to the love that you hold for them mm-hmm. in the form of a, a gift card from Budgie yeah. Smuggler. Lads, as you know, I went out uh, yesterday. Yeah. Had, we had my as we go to where as we go to where and. Uh, one of the guys who came along to the lunch brought along gifts and he gave like a couple of guys like bottles of wine and stuff. And we're like just about to go out. So it's a fucking lug around. Yeah. But I got a I gift voucher and that's perfect. Like yeah. it's a real, like a guy thing is like, just give me the cash, mate. Yep. Just give me the cash. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's what you want. Uh-huh. Mm. So what, what, so what, 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 what I'm saying is Dave is right. Yeah. Okay. And the gift card is the perfect, is the, is the answer. Okay. And then when you give someone a gift card, mm. you can always say, well, because I just thought you could choose mm. what yeah. you wanted. Oh, I didn't want to make I, a mistake. Yeah. I wanted you to have the freedom yeah. you know, to do it and what you actually It's mean. a freedom gift. Yeah. Mm. It's a gift of freedom. A gift of freedom. Yeah. Freedom-based gift. <laughs> well, okay. So with that in mind, yeah, budgiesmuggler.com.au for all your gateway products, most of them, and uh, <laughs> gift cards. 
So uh, hashtag AskTDC rolling straight in. Hey, boys, uh, last shows. Well, I last time, last time to speak about the shows coming up um, before we actually do them in Melbourne. Yeah, live shows. Live shows I'm talking about. Fucking hell, it was a big day yesterday, let me tell you. Um, 27th, 28th of December in Melbourne, the Corner Hotel. Where mm. is that? Is that Richmond? Yeah, Richmond. Specifically Richmond. Richmond. Yeah, you guys, you guys are the Melbourne people. Mm-hmm. The Melbourne people are going to come along to see. First show sold out. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. First show sold out. Gone. Second show is still available. Yeah. Tickets are still available for the 28th. That's a Saturday. That's a, that's a big day. I reckon that Saturday is the first day where you lose track of the days of the year. Like what mm. day of the week it is. Mm. Mm. So, that, so me promoting that as a Saturday and being excited about that is kind of null and void now that I've said that. But still, it's a Saturday. Yeah. So, you know, people, no one's going to work. Day three of the test. No excuses. No enough, excuses. Enough time to have made a real analysis of what's happening in, yep. well, Melbourne sport mm, yep. generally yep. as it relates to footy. Who's our guest in Melbourne? John Hastings. John He's the good. Duke Hastings. Yes, the big man. Uh, who transcends both Sydney grade cricket, Melbourne mm. grade cricket, all mm. three forms for Australia, mm. a rising media talent too. Can tell a yarn, and if you just look at him, he's just the, you know. Anyone's called the Duke. If you just look at the the specimen, you just think, oh mate, you are cricket. You are Australian yeah. cricket. The you nickname know. suits him. It's not an incongruous nickname. You're not like, oh, why did he get that nickname? Yeah, it's he is the Duke. Yeah, yeah. no one's calling him Tiny or something. No yeah. one's calling yeah. him Tiny. How many how many times do you reckon he walks into a room and says, here he is, he's the big man? Yeah, mm. a lot, I reckon. And I'm going to do that immediately, and I'll be doing that on stage. I'll be calling him the big man. Mm. Or the, the great on the, man. on the cast the other day, he just said, oh yeah, you and me follically challenged Sammy. I was like, oh Sammy, you got to earn that. Yeah. But not, not for the Duke. He yeah. just sort of says what he wants, you know. Yeah. They say they say with the oh, you know, if those walls could talk. No, he well, he's going to talk <laughs> at the show, which is why I should come. Yeah, he's being paid to talk. Mm. Yeah, not much. It's not IPL money. <laughs> IPL for some. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, money Pat Cummins was. was unavailable for us. Mm. Couldn't afford three point five million dollars. Um, cool. All right. So that's a thing that's happening. Come along, Melbourne. Come along to the shows. They're great nights out. The last chance for uh, you to see us live until probably next summer. I'm guessing. So the next thing we ask you. So the next thing mm. we ask. And yes, money. and Sydney as well. Sydney as well coming up. Richard Cheek. Richard Cheekwee. It's got, let me tell you, it's a tough day. I'm having a, I'm having a tough day. <laughs> Mate, uh, did you get on it yesterday? Uh, okay, no. Tip, tipped a few in. Hey. <laughs> hey, good. Mate, there'll be a fine for you after this. It's <laughs> all talking lower registers out the yeah. side of our mouth. And not look at each other face fucking ninety <laughs> degrees side mouth of shit. Mm. Uh, Joe writes in. Evening lads, I'm an English bloke currently doing an overseas stint in New Zealand, Napier. After having my hit first this week, I faced the prospect of having to roll my arm over for a full hour. After five terrible tweakers in there, was a very loud noise from the other side of the park. It soon became apparent that one of the local wrongans was involved in an armed standoff with police. We obviously had to evacuate and were ushered out by a policeman holding a rifle. My question is, am I a terrible person? I was absolutely elated that I was able to leave straight after having a hit, despite the genuine danger of the situation. No one was hurt, although I'm not sure that changes the answer. Good question, Joe. So is it training? Is that a hit? Yeah. Got a bowl, but there's mm. a fucking arm standoff happen. It's before or after the recent gun reforms in New Zealand? Probably after. Okay. Mm. I mean, of all of the things that happen <laughs> in this uh, quick story, the one that stands out to me is that he had a hit first before bowling, which suggests to me is quite a good player. I mean, it's very rare to go to training and be offered or be able to accept a hit in probably the best light. Yeah. Uh, and just, it's usually what you do when you've got your choice of hit, unless you're waiting for better bowlers to arrive. Yeah, yeah, you usually yeah. want to kind of get it out of the way. There's a sweet spot. Yeah. yeah. There is a sweet yeah. spot. It's usually two or three in, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah. if, you, if you're the first person to have a net, that's one of the worst nets you can get. Well, that's but, when you're facing the person at the club who's unemployed. How come bowlers don't turn up first? It's always first to training a, 
batsman. Yeah. Always. And so it's it? just batsman bowling to batsman. Mm. So you feel the first bit of a hammy. Blokes there. are arriving and they're having conversations with the blokes mm. that are bowling. Yep. So there's just it's not a good flow either yeah. of the actual uh, net itself. A lot of part-time off-spin being faced, that first net. There are, what are, what are some players. ways to get an early net? Aside from like turning up, which as we know is not good because yeah. you lose a lot of social capital by being there early. What, <laughs> are there any kind of ways you can influence when... You, when and how you get a hit? Well, not having a job is important. Important one if you want to succeed in great career. Less macro, more specifically related to when you actually arrive at the ground. Like Can you influence anyone yeah. politically? Well, I only yeah. learned about this after my career, but there's a whole like black market. There's a whole silent economy around that kind of stuff <laughs> with texting the net captain. Quite Australians. Um, speaking of net captain, another person who's usually unemployed um, mm. or just a lovely club volunteer. Yeah. Uh, we need to keep Either them around, one. so let's yeah. keep disparaging them like this. Yeah. Uh, so you can you can text them, you can speak to them, you can give them gifts. Um, they have to declare them to the club, obviously, but right. um, for <laughs> yeah. conflict of interest purposes. Yeah. But uh, like and outside activities. Yeah. So can you just start putting your pads on? Oh, I remember I started doing that towards <laughs> the end on. of my career. I just started putting my pads on, yeah. and then bowling, and then you're just there. Did you guys ever have the thing where like you were told to put your pads on, then you were like, oh no, sorry, I actually made a mistake, and now you've just got your pads on. You're just sitting down. Yeah. You're just a man sitting in a suburban over with your fucking pads on. Or you're standing at the, Not the fictional non-striker's end watching someone oh. else have a good hit. Yeah. yeah. And just waiting, like really wanting to get in there and they just ask for one more repeatedly mm. until it's sundown and then you go and kill yourself. <laughs> anyway, speaking of that, I'm glad that no one was hurt with the rifle and stuff, um, but I don't think you're a terrible person, Joe, uh, for being happy that you got a hit. Um, no well, he was... probably is a terrible person, but not necessarily for that. Okay. Uh, Leoten Uzi. Was that that name was put in there? Yeah, Leoten Uzi. It looks like Leighton on the screen, but um, mm. Leoten Uzi. Good point. Uh, thanks for the question. A question for Higos. Mm. It's a nice question, actually. I've read this before. You'll, bo- you'll both enjoy this. A question for Higos. Your delivery in particular reminds me a lot of HG Nelson, and to a certain extent, Dave reminds me of Roy. Were you fans of Roy and HG? Or are you a little too young to have appreciated their glory days? This sporting life was a good grade cricket substitute during winter. It went all afternoon on a Saturday, during which I could listen to blokes talking rubbish whilst not interacting with the missus. Um... I think HG's more professional than me today. I'll say that. I don't think I don't think my What do you guys reckon? I don't think I sound like him at all. You do have an intensity and energy that he sometimes mm. exudes. In the intro. Mm. His intros are probably a little bit more like abstract. They right. start wandering off into play like it's hard to keep up with the mm. metaphors and the analogies. Right, okay. That's yeah. So he's good, that's you good. say. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's a consummate professional, yeah. <laughs> that's why he's been around for thirty plus um, years. Yeah, obviously Roy and HG the Kings. Um, huge fans. Dave, you'd be the same. Yeah. I remember I actually found out when I was living in Balmain that I lived eight oh, doors right. down yeah. from Roy, a childhood hero of mine. Yeah. Um, you know, and it was just around when we published Tea and No Sympathy, I think, and I, I contemplated, and I think I mentioned to you guys, I was really thinking seriously about putting a book in <laughs> yeah. his letterbox with yeah. like a nice note saying, you've been quite influential to me. Yeah. Because once I did see him in the garden, I just started seeing him everywhere in Balmain, just walking yeah, right. with his wife, you know, mm-hmm. in his gym clothes. I just couldn't mm-hmm. not see him. He was mm-hmm. everywhere to me. So the same as like when you're buying a car, then you see the car everywhere. Yeah. You were buying, you were buying yeah. Roy. Roy. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I just never did it because I'm a scared little cuck. Yeah. And now I don't live in Balmain anymore. Yeah. Um, I guess I could still do it because I know where he still lives. <laughs> mm. um, and you may still do it. And I may still do it. <laughs> Maybe I will do it. It's a wonderful uh, compliment to both of you to be... Um, Compared to those two, they are the kings. To an ex- certain extent, though, for me. He goes, is H.G. Nelson, according to the questioner. <laughs> John Doyle is a national treasure. 
my view. Yeah. And his 2005 Andrew Wally lecture on the media is something very much. Uh, Why are you not blinking? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My voice is getting gradually soft. <laughs> Sounds already soft on this podcast, yeah. apparently. So, yeah. Um, okay, next one. Uh, Rowan Phillip. It's a quick one. Why do we bump fists or tap bats at the end of each over? Well, we don't fucking tap bats if you're a normal person. I've always found that to be a bit non-consensual. Like if someone comes up and taps your bat with their bat. There's been an evolution in this because like at the end of my great cricket days, it just started to come in where it was acceptable to like bump fists, a fist bump. Mm, Whereas yeah. like when we were all playing in like our peak, it was yeah. like, what the fuck are you doing? What's this touch? What, yeah, what the What's fuck? touching shit? What the fuck yeah. are you doing? It the blokes like tapping your pad with their bat as well. See, that, like see that's that. the evolution of like from a fist bump. Now it's like bat taps. You no, see, like, wouldn't it like get the fuck away your from bat? You. Yeah. Wouldn't it kind of leave a little dent in your bat as well? So the Pakistanis was it the Pakistan? Yeah, the Pakistanis were in the Test match. They they, was, they were doing it. The where do they where well. do they actually make the contact? Is it is it edge to edge or is it nah, full I face? It's edge to middle. Edge. To, so someone adopts the edge and someone face hits the middle of the bat. Someone's always yeah. the submissive. Yeah. So face to face seems very erotic. Yeah. And how do you and get the, that as well? It's difficult with surface area. Yeah. The bat's presumably like underarmed at each other. I yeah. thought it was so face on face. Face. I'm on picturing face? face on face. Maybe it is. Yeah. It'd be better if it was more like a sword fight. You just yeah. actually like pull, play a pull shot into each other's bat. <laughs> like I'd start getting like that. More broadly, yeah, like why shot, do mate. why do we do Bang. it? Is it like, like holding hands with your partner walking down the street, like it's a signifier of mm. yeah. the devotion? You don't need to do it. Where sometimes together. it's uncomfortable to do it, yes. but you bat do it. Energy, like you, you, the, the the reverberation of it, of the bat hitting vibrates into your body, and you in turn take that energy and like it's the a, male spirit, of, right. And wood and bats. It's like Street Fighter. I can only presume that's what I mean. It's a it's ritualistic expression of intimacy among cricketers. <laughs> men touching men. Does anyone want to read the last? I'll read one? this I one. Read I'll, I'll read this one. Um, <laughs> this one is from my brain hurts. This one's from Right Arm Long Hop. Nice, nice. Dear Ask TGC, I hope all is well and wondered if you could help with some dream analysis. As a retired brackets fucking village cricketer from the uk i haven't felt a desperate need to don the whites for a while but recently had a troubling dream that made me question that presumption i work for a multinational real estate company in a position of relative obscurity essentially i bat eight and don't bowl however i recently dreamt i was at our swanky central london head office and was called into a meeting by the ceo and other members of the top brass never going to happen like an acknowledgement from someone in first grade when you've just started a new club not sure what the meeting was about, but imagine my surprise as I enter the room to see the three members of the grade cricketer locked in deep conversation with the powers that be. My dream offered no explanation as to what I or you were doing there and has so left me at a loss as to what it's all about. Were you trying to obtain new sponsorship, perhaps brokering a deal over some prime Sydney real estate, or trying to find some brand synergy between TGC and a somewhat depressing corporate giant? <laughs> Or was this more of a sign of the lack of success in my own career and the hope that because I listened to the TGC podcast for some reason you'd know who I was and so might be telling our CEO that I was clearly an alpha who deserved fast tracking to the top? Who knows? Who cares? Thoughts welcome nonetheless. Many thanks and wishing you all a very happy Christmas and thank you for the previous year's entertainment. Pace, you're talking before about compliments. Like this could be the ultimate compliment, like the, that we're now appearing in other men's dreams. Mm-hmm together always together never separately never individually mm. 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 yeah it could be coming I, into I, the I was, psyche I've, I have to apologise because I read this question this morning and it prompted me to make contact with my mother-in-law who is a psychologist and um, who runs a dream analysis group on the side well this is going to be good oh, fuck me <laughs> easy uh, so <laughs> fucking 
cow and sledging my wife at the, <laughs> the, uh, the corner last year. But um, she runs a dream analysis group and it has meant that like through her life, my wife, obviously is her daughter, has been encouraged to like write down her dreams and to take them seriously, mm. which has obviously been, um, you know, invited me to ridicule that um, yep. incorrectly. Yep. And But what it does mean is that she has these really vivid dreams. Like, you know, we'll wake up, Tori will be like, oh, do you have any dreams? Like, yeah, I saw some shapes and shit. Yeah. How'd you hit them? Yeah. Mm. What'd you do? She's like, oh, I was riding a dolphin in Sydney Harbour. You know, something. <laughs> some amazing narrative. Yeah. Mine's just like squares. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'd meant to get in touch with um, Mother-in-law Jan. Hello, if you're listening, um, to analyse this dream. She would have been very put off by, by the content of it. But um, so I can't, I, I, I'm not sure how to kind of like channel Jan here and, and, and analyse his dream. I mean, when you did say, uh, right arm long hop, if that's your real name, that uh, we're struggling with some brand synergy between TGC and a depressing corporate giant. Well, that's just real life yep. for us. Mm, yeah, so, yeah. Um, any yeah, any suggestions? Please let us know. Mm. Well, we're always looking for new sponsorship. <laughs> so, I mean, forty winks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sleep factory. Open to any multinational who wants to um, to get into business with us. Yeah. It's quite nice having like relationship with people across the world. Like uh, you know that we we get to speak into these people's ears. It's nice, mm-hmm. and now they're dreaming about. Back in us. the day, you had to be like a pen pal or yeah. like an email. Yeah, this like is this is way easier. This is way quicker. This is better getting in a chat room. Yeah, presumably that means yeah. that Right Arm Long Hot knows what we look like as well, which means someone he might have come to the show. Us on TV, so. he might have come to oh, the good point, yeah. London show. Yeah, I'm pretty sure our show is geo blocked for overseas. See comments from time to time saying like, "Can you make this available?" Yeah, maybe he doesn't know what we look like. If you just had to visualise what we look like via yeah. our voices, yeah. that would be an interesting study. Be mm. like Pez's shapes, mm. squares, and like rectangles and shit. Mm. <laughs> we just see shapes. Pizza you shapes. know, like the old shapes of the screensavers <laughs> on like you know Windows ninety three. You know when it went to the screensaver. Yeah, the, yeah, they're yeah. my dreams. Yeah, normal stuff. All right, well, uh, Christmas is here. Boys, um, I wish you the very happiest of Christmases to you two in this room. And, and to, to you and yours. Thanks, you mate. and yours. Yeah, you know, you know I've got no one. Um, no one will survive you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks as ever to all the people out there uh, downloading this podcast. Listening through your ears right now, wherever you are right across the world, we appreciate it as ever. Uh, we'll see you next year, the last of 2019. Cheers.